gold standard. Welcome to the Dr. Hedberg Show for cutting-edge practical health information. For the latest articles, videos, and podcasts, visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com. The information in this show is intended for educational purposes only. Always consult your healthcare professional before attempting anything recommended in this program. And now, here's Dr. Hedberg. Well, welcome everyone to the Dr. Hedberg Show. This is Dr. Hedberg. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the connection between stress and how it affects what we eat. This is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I ended up finding some good research on it that I'm going to share with you today. Because a fair number of patients that I see, they're already eating a pretty healthy diet, or they've tried what would be considered a healthy diet, but they're just not feeling well. And of course, there are a lot of factors that can come into play when someone's eating healthy and and not feeling well. But most of the time when I really delve deep into their history and their lives, there's usually some kind of underlying stress going on that that may not necessarily be looked at as stressful or it's just not really being addressed. And so this leads to a lot of frustration uh, because it takes some extra effort and time to eat healthy. And you put all this time and effort in and you're eating well, but you're just not feeling good. So let's talk about how stress negatively affects digestion first. So when you're under stress, uh, your stomach acid levels drop. So you have lower hydrochloric acid. So the beginning of digestion is compromised. And even before that, when people are under stress, they tend to eat faster And a lot of digestion happens in the mouth, and that's why I always instruct patients to chew their food completely until it's liquefied before swallowing. And this takes a lot of pressure off of the stomach and the rest of the gut when you do a lot of the work for it in the mouth. But again, a lot of people are just eating fast, eating on the run, and uh, that puts extra, extra stress on the digestive tract. So stomach acid decreases. The second thing is pancreatic function decreases. So the pancreas releases enzymes that digests fat, protein, and carbs. So that gets compromised. And then the other thing that happens is bile flow is decreased. So the gallbladder contracts when you eat, and uh, that kind of pumps out bile onto the food in the upper small intestine. Bile is mainly uh, for fat digestion, so it emulsifies the fat, and it also has like a detergent effect on the entire intestinal tract. So when you're under stress, all aspects of digestion are compromised. The other thing that happens that we know now is that when you're under stress, there's an immediate change in the activity of the bacteria in your gut. So your gut microflora are affected by adrenaline and they begin to change their behavior. They can become more inflammatory and they can affect how they digest the food that you're eating as well. So a lot of issues there with stress right off the bat that affects your digestion and that can lead to more food sensitivities 
it can lead to small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, yeast overgrowth, dysbiosis, parasites, etc., etc. So let's jump into this study that I found. It was published in the Journal of Molecular Psychiatry in March of 2017. It's called Depression, Daily Stressors, and Inflammatory Responses to High-Fat Meals When Stress Overrides Healthier Food Choices. So they looked at 58 healthy women with a mean age of about 53, and some of them received a high saturated fat meal, and the other received a high sunflower oil meal. And they took a, an inventory of all the stressful events uh, prior to consuming the meal. So they asked them, you know, the day before, days before, the week before, to describe any uh, major stressors or significant stress that was going on in their lives. So as expected, the women without any stress prior to consuming the meal They had increased signs of inflammation after the high-saturated-fat meal. We would expect that because when you consume a lot of saturated fat, you you get a lot of inflammation. Um, But after the sunflower oil meal, high sunflower oil meal, there was no increase in inflammation. So this is what we would expect. So you can eat a large amount of oleic acid, which is what's found in sunflower oil or uh, even olive oil, and that's not going to increase inflammation. That's just not how those types of fats affect inflammation, whereas saturated fat, if you eat too much, you get too much inflammation. Moderate amounts or low amounts of saturated fat do not increase inflammation. So as long as you're not eating too much, it's uh, completely fine to eat saturated fat. So other studies have shown, uh, as I mentioned previously, that if you do consume a lot of olive oil, uh, this will actually decrease inflammation. So it has an anti-inflammatory effect. Now, any of the women who had prior day stressors showed an increase in inflammation after eating the high-saturated fat meal, which is what we would expect, as well as the high-sunflower oil meal. So when they added stress to the picture, sunflower oil increased inflammation almost exactly the same as saturated fat. So the results were identical. So it clearly shows that if you've been under stress the day before or days before, eating fats that don't increase inflammation, like sunflower oil or olive oil, will still increase inflammation. Now, they also found that the more daily stressors these participants had leading up to the meals, the greater the levels of inflammation. And that was after the sunflower oil meal. But that did not happen after the saturated fat meal. So the women that had a lot of daily stressors leading up to eating the meal, the more stressors they had, the greater the stress, that increased inflammation after the sunflower oil meal to greater levels 
but not the saturated fat meal. So saturated fat had like a cutoff effect, even with uh, more accumulation of stress prior to eating the, the high fat meals. Now, they also looked at depression. So any women who had a history of major depressive disorder, they showed an abnormal increase in blood pressure after the high fat meal of both types. And uh, the authors go on, they talk about how this increase in inflammation promotes placking of the arteries. And we know that inflammation leads to insulin resistance and eventually diabetes in some cases. So they talk about this connection between a history of depression and how people respond to stressors. And they found that those with a history of depression or post-traumatic stress disorder all of them showed an amplified response to stressors compared to those without a history of depression or PTSD. And uh, they do quote another study in this study that found any kind of marital stress, this leads to higher insulin levels and triglyceride levels post-meal. So even if you're eating a healthy meal and there's stress in your relationship, uh, blood sugar, uh, you're going to have much higher levels of insulin and triglycerides after you eat. So the stress is not only impacting inflammation, but also insulin levels and triglycerides. So what did these subjects eat? This is something I wanted to to dig into. So the subjects, they ate eggs, turkey sausage, biscuits, and gravy. And this contains 60 grams of fat, 59 grams of carbs, and 36 grams of protein. So the authors point out that uh, those numbers are almost identical to that of a Burger King double Whopper with cheese or a Big Mac cheeseburger combined with medium French fries. So that's uh, what they ate. And then how did they measure inflammation? So they did blood testing for C-reactive protein. So if you're a patient of mine, you know we always check C-reactive protein. It's uh, really the best test to measure inflammation. It's very sensitive. So you'll pick up even uh, subtle signs of inflammation. Then they also looked at serum amyloid A, SciCam1, and SVCam1. So SciCam1 and SVCam1, these are specific indicators for increased damage to the arteries, and that can potentially lead to atherosclerosis. So people who are under a lot of stress, um, if they're eating these types of fast food meals or something similar to the eggs, turkey sausage, biscuits and gravy, etc., that are higher in fat, this does damage the, the artery walls. And you're still going to damage the artery walls if you eat high levels of the other types of fats like the sunflower oil or the olive oil. If you're under stress, you'll still get strong responses uh, of inflammation. So overall, it's it's really interesting. The first thing I want to note is that so the more daily stressors someone had, it didn't increase inflammation above a certain point in those who ate the high saturated fat meal. I thought that was interesting. But those on the high sunflower oil meal, it did. So saturated fat has some type of limiting effect on inflammation to a certain point. Now, the first 
weakness of the study, and the authors actually point this out, is that these meals, they they contain refined flour, like in the biscuits, without much fiber. There were no vegetables, no fruits, no whole grains. I think it would have been better if they had had a healthier meal and then just added in the higher saturated fat or higher sunflower oil. So they do actually point out that weakness. That's not just me pointing that out. So additionally, so 38 out of the 58 subjects, these were healthy breast cancer survivors. So cancer, as we know, is an extremely traumatic diagnosis. So a lot of these women, I mean, when you get diagnosed with cancer, that's a major stressful event. Plus treatment is extremely stressful. So some of these women have would have PTSD. So a, a healthier population, I think, would have been a better choice for the study participants than breast cancer survivors. But despite those, those weaknesses, it does do an excellent job of showing the negative effects of stress on what we eat and uh, what happens biochemically once it gets into the system. So what I would take away from this is that, number one, we, we, you know, we really need to put all of our efforts into reducing stress even more so than food. I mean, food is is extremely important, but I would say even underneath that, even a higher priority is reducing our stress and managing our stress. Because it, even if you're eating a really healthy diet, if you're under a lot of stress, it's just not, it's not going to have the effects that you want it to. And diet can become stressful and confusing in and of itself. So... If we're stressing about the food we're eating on top of all the daily stressors that we have, our bodies just aren't going to respond the way, the way that we would like. Another takeaway I would say is that you shouldn't feel too guilty if you binge on junk food when we're really stressed. We all do it sometimes because inflammation is still going to increase even if we're eating healthier foods. So if you're going to cheat, and we all do cheat sometimes, you might as well eat what you want and try not to do this uh, so-called healthy cheating. It's just not it's just not healthy if you're under a lot of stress and you're eating for stress to try and, and binge on something healthy. Uh, you might as well just eat what you want um, if you're going to do that. So I hope it's a reminder to, to focus on stress reduction techniques as much as possible. These can be like adding a meditation practice to your life, making sure you're sitting down in a quiet, comfortable place when you eat, focusing only on the food, no texting, no checking social media, no reading, no watching TV, just nothing. Just make sure it's you and the food and that will significantly help your digestion journaling, walking in nature, yoga, tai chi, all the things that we talk about to reduce stress and manage our stress around food. And you'll just get much better results in your healthy eating choices if you do that. So really good, really good study, really interesting. Um, Again, I want to point out that saturated fat is not uh, the demon that it's made out to be. There's nothing wrong with it. 
you just want to have a moderate to low amount of saturated fat in your diet. Just don't eat too much. And balance that out with good omega-3s and good monounsaturated fats like olive oil and avocado and things like that. So I'll put a link to the study on drhedberg.com in this particular blog post if you want to read it. It is a free study, so you can download it for free and read it if you want. Uh, But that covers it, so go to drhedberg.com and uh, I'll put all the links on there. And uh, take care, everyone. Talk to you next time. If you enjoy the Dr. Hedberg Show, you can support it by sharing each episode on your social media channels, like Facebook, and by leaving a review on iTunes. Please visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com to access the show notes and resources for today's episode. 